Would you pray with me? And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about the beautiful people. Years ago I did a youth retreat for a large downtown church in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was what some would call a country club church that housed many of Charlotte society elites and their children, of course. I had 120 of their young people for the weekend, and our theme was masks, and we talked about the masks we wear and while we're trying to figure out who we are and who we're going to become, and how cocoons protect their caterpillars while they're developing into those beautiful butterflies. I know, I thought it was a pretty cool theme. Well, the weekend didn't go as planned, it poured down rain the entire time we were at this posh retreat center. So we were stuck inside the whole time. So we sat around and talked a lot. We talked about their lives and the masks they wore. Now let me tell you something. This was the cream of the cool kids. Most of them attended private schools and had already traveled around the world by the time they were in high school. They had everything anyone would think a person would want. They had it all. What I learned that weekend, however, was that having it all isn't enough. Outwardly, these young people looked and walked and talked and appeared as perfect as any young person ever could be. But these perfect young people were as insecure as every other young person. They dealt with the same issues that every other young person did. Outwardly, they were perfect in what everyone would imagine to be the ideal young person. Inwardly, they were just like everybody else. So we ended up changing our agenda for Sunday morning and had a worship acting out God's infinite love for all people, even the beautiful, perfect ones. These kids had it all, and it wasn't enough. Well, we're coming to the end of Jesus' teaching section in Matthew. The crowds included the audience, but it quickly became clear that the real audience was the disciples. And we know that this latter part of Matthew was a warning to the leaders of the early church and that we now understand that these warnings were given at this point in the gospel for us, the modern day leaders of the church. Because Jesus warns his followers against the religious leaders and their ways now, Jesus doesn't question their commitment or adherence to the religious law. No, rather he questions their arrogance and love of position and prominence, why they did what they did. Because the scribes and Pharisees were the beautiful people of their day. They were well-educated and prominent in their communities, and most were quite wealthy, lived comfortable lives, they enjoyed all the benefits of first century society that they could afford. Everyone admired them and wanted to be like them. And on top of all these advantages, they even had God on their side. 
because in biblical times, wealth was considered evidence of God's blessing. So they had it all, including God's stamp of approval. Everyone admired them and wanted to be like them. Well, almost everyone. Jesus had other words for them, and they weren't all necessarily admiration. See, Jesus told the crowds these religious leaders said the right things, but they didn't practice them in ways that honored God. What was their problem? They thought they earned their blessing, that they deserved them. Accordingly, their contributions to God, which were always at least 10%, they were given both as an obligation of the law, but even more than that as an outward confirmation that they actually were right, upstanding, deserving people. They had what they had because they were good. And that's the part that really bugged Jesus. Having it all by the world's standards was not enough for God. It's just not enough to be a good person. God wants more of us and for us. Now, life guided by gratitude is quite different. A pastor friend was approached by a woman in her church. This young woman was another one of these beautiful people. She had a good job, a good husband, a nice home, high achieving children, the ideal life. Well, one day she went to Gretchen and Gretchen was surprised to see the woman's eyes were brimming with tears. And the woman begins telling her the latest of her story. She had recently lost her perfect job and now her husband had just informed her that he was leaving her and their children. Her beautiful world was falling apart, but her next words were what caught Gretchen by surprise. I'm sorry, Gretchen, but I'm gonna have to cancel my pledge for the next year. The pastor almost fell over. Of all the things to be thinking about, this woman was worried about her pledge. Well, Gretchen began to place her arms around her to console her and assure her that of course her pledge could be canceled. But then suddenly she stopped, thought for a moment, and said no. What the woman said now in full tears. No, Gretchen said, you cannot cancel your pledge. You can revise it though. Can you afford $1 a month? Well, yes, the still confused woman said, but that wouldn't matter. Oh, yes, it will, Gretchen said. It will make all the difference in the world. That's what we'll do. I'll call the financial secretary and tell her about the re revision. That's exactly what you can do, $1 a month. Well, they had several more conversations in the coming weeks, and a few months later, Gretchen was called to another congregation. And then a few months later, she received an email from this woman. Dear Gretchen, I just wanna thank you for not letting me cancel my pledge. Thank you for not discounting me like so many others did during my difficulties. Your insistence that I maintain my pledge, even at a dollar a month, 
told me that I'm still a part of my church, that I still have value. God bless me that day with your words and your care. At the bottom of her email, she wrote a PS. I'm up to $10 a month now. Now that's leadership, friends. That's the way to place the value on things that are valuable. It's not everything, but it's enough. I know this will surprise some of you, but you are considered by many to be the beautiful people of our day. Now many of you have accomplished things in your life and have attained renown that most people only dream of. I know this may sound strange to some of you because you don't think of yourselves that way. And I'm sure that a few of you think that you're special, and that's okay too, as long as you realize where your specialness originates. Remember the source of your blessing, that it's not being good enough, but it's a gift of God's grace and eternal love. Now that may not be everything, but friends, it is enough. Our theme for this year's annual fund campaign is Faithfully Challenged, in which each of us hopefully order our lives and determine our priorities around being faithfully connected. And while the campaign is officially finished, the invitation continues to all of us. The whole world will not depend on our decisions on how much to share to support this ministry for next year. But a part of this world does. A part of it does depend on each of our decisions and what those decisions joined together will decide for this church. It will take each and every one of us making a decision and sharing a pledge of whatever amount that fits you at this point in your life in order that this ministry will continue to grow and flourish. Making a pledge makes you a part of it. If you've not made a pledge yet, please do so soon. It's not too late. This morning, what I'm really inviting each and every one of you to do is to live your life in grateful, in grateful response to what God has done in your life as a desire to respond to God, of sharing a portion of the gifts that God has given to you, that you would share those with others. You really are beautiful, if you feel like it or not. I'm inviting you to share your life gratefully, remembering, proclaiming that God is the source of life and love and grace and truth and hope, living each day in humble appreciation and genuine joy. If we do that, friends, we will all have enough and we all will be glad because, friends, this is enough indeed. Amen. <laughs>